Hey guys, it's Jacqueline here. Um, I have to explain something to you before we hop into the actual episode that Darsh and I recorded last week. Basically, this is the first episode, the free episode in our new Digital Dive Unfiltered, which is this additional subscription show that we're starting, where basically we're going to be talking about our personal life, so behind the scenes of the company, tech. It's a much more laid back show, unfiltered, because it's not edited. Um, but in the show, we mentioned a bunch of times in this episode that you should subscribe to the show, this part of the show, the subscription, if you enjoy it. And I think we were a little overly optimistic about how quickly we could set up all of that logistically on all the different apps and with taxes and stuff. So um, we haven't set it up yet. We're in the process of doing it. So if you enjoyed this first episode, then stay tuned because we will announce when it's actually available to subscribe to. But we're really, really excited and we'll explain more about what the show is throughout the episode. So I'm gonna throw it to past Jacqueline and Darsh and we'll get right into it. Thank you so much for all your support. Happy and healthy new year. Welcome to Digital Dive Unfiltered, a new sub-show of the Digital Dive podcast that hopefully you've come to know and love. Um, the Digital Dive podcast, for anyone that doesn't know, is a conversation about tech hosted by me and... Well, by me. I'm uh, the other co-host. Hi, my name is Darsh. Nice to, nice to see you guys in this new this new form, this new medium that we kind of want to try to talk to you guys through, this uh, new show. Well, Jacqueline, can you explain a little bit more about what this show is exactly? Yeah. Okay, so... You obviously, you're hearing this episode right now because this is episode one, but this is actually going to be an additional subscription show that we are launching. So the Digital Dive podcast, we'll call it Classic, just for simplicity here. Digital Dive Classic is a once a week show that comes out every Monday at 7 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Eastern. And it's basically a conversation about tech where Darsh and myself, um, who are tech journalists, uh, YouTube content creators, analyze different tech news. We talk about our experiences with products. Um, we talk about leaks. Basically anything in the game of, um, in the realm of tech is game. Um, but this show is called Unfiltered because as you can probably already tell, it's unedited. So it's just basically like you being a fly on the wall listening to our conversation that Darsh and I have a lot. Um, obviously, Darsh and I, um, and we'll get into it, have known each other for like seven years and um, we're good friends. So the conversation just kind of flows. And so we wanted to kind of bring you in on that. Um, and also, this show is going to be some different type of content. So where our Digital Dive Classic is kind of focused on tech and tech news, this show, Digital Dive Unfiltered, is going to be a little bit more about the behind-the-scenes process of being content creators, um, of running this podcast, just our lives in general, um, whether it be talking about... Um, self-discovery things or um, goals and ambitions and things that aren't going so well. We're kind of going to do it all in the podcast. We get a lot of um, tweets and other things from y'all that you want to hear a little bit more about our lives and what we're doing. Um, and we want to connect with you in that way. So this feels like a good format for it. Um, and also it, the fact that it's a subscription, it's kind of like supporting the podcast as well, which is really cool. So there's no pressure to do it. But if you want to do it, this will be a different type of episode that will release through the subscription plan. Um, and obviously this first episode is free, so you can kind of know what you're getting yourself into before you do it. Um, so listen to this episode. Hopefully you'll enjoy it. Um, let us know if you have any feedback at Digital Dive Pod, and we'll go from there. But we're super excited to launch this new venture. Super, super excited to start this new venture. I'm actually very excited for you guys to hear everything that we have planned. Like just genuinely being able to talk without having to kind of just focus solely around tech is kind of freeing. And I know that Jacqueline and I have a lot of conversation off the podcast in between on our break, um, just that between the two of us just getting that, like have those kind of conversations. So this kind of opportunity here and this uh, new episode, this new show is really going to offer you guys the opportunity to kind of hear what we talk about when we're off the pod, when we're just chatting and um, kind of having a coffee together, like that kind of idea. So hope you guys 
enjoy it. And without any further ado, I guess let's just jump into it. Um, and I guess we can just start off with kind of introductions. Uh, Jack and I have kind of realized that a lot of our listeners aren't necessarily fully aware. Like we both create content, but not also just fully aware of who we are outside of um, the space. So I think I'll go first. I'll introduce myself. Um, I feel like I'm pretty, I've been pretty low key uh, through social media. At least I, I think I'm pretty low key. Anyway, my name is Darsh. Nice to meet and uh, talk to all of you guys. I am currently actually a student. Uh, I live in Canada. Uh, so, you know, the great up north, the like the great with, with great lakes and stuff like that. I'm Canadian, Canadian, eh? Uh, I go to school here. I am currently finishing my fourth year in economics at the University of Waterloo. And I am a huge tech nut. It's funny because that's actually how Jack and I met like years ago. It was like literally because we both really like tech and we both started YouTube channels around the same time. And we just like became friends, started working on nonstop tech and it's been history oh, since. But yeah, it's been, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while yeah. since we started. Yeah. Um, so as I said, um, we met through YouTube. So I started my channel. It will be seven years in February. Um, so I turned uh, 20 this year. Obviously, when I started, I was 13. Um, so it's been a while. Darsh has kind of been through me through, um, been with me through all of my teenage years, which is kind of crazy. Um, that's actually kind of absurd to think about. <laughs> yeah. So wild. You've known me like at all different forms. Um, and so we met just, I think one of us saw the other person's YouTube video. Um, and we started this company with a couple other content creators called nonstop tech. And I'm using the word company loosely because it was basically just random people trying to make something online about around journalism. Um, and so it was like this collective of creators where we'd write tech news. Um, Darsh, do you remember what your role was? Were you editor in chief? I can't remember now. I, I don't even remember. I, I barely even remember anything other than the name and the website. Cause it was .net. Now I remember I was really mad about that. Me too. I, really <laughs> to be, I, I wanted to be .com. I was like .net sounds so nerdy. Like I don't want to be like, I yes. feel like it just, it doesn't, doesn't sound like what it should be. You know, even .tech would have made more sense, but .net didn't make any. I at all just, yeah i don't know how that That's decision got passed i don't remember um how that happened but basically i actually i caught up with someone um like a couple years back from non-stop tech but aside from darsh i really don't like know most of them anymore like I, none of them really have an online social presence um in the tech space anymore which is kind of unsat uh sad and unfortunate um but so darsh and i met then and we both created videos obviously darsh was on um his channel darsh kathani or i think it had a different name back then but i don't know if you yeah, want me to say where it so. i you know i'll say it just because i think it's funny now like so i'm 21 like i started this channel when i was 15 and so when i started this channel like i wanted it to sound like the verge and i was very innocent mind you so i named it the vibration because i thought that like at least in like indian culture like very much like vibrations are a very big thing like the word om is supposed to encompass like all the vibrations in the universe like that's the idea so i was like you know i'm gonna call it the vibration we're gonna have like our finger on the pulse i'll be able to tell um like with the newest techniques bad call really bad call um my <laughs> My audience and fans, my friends at school dubbed the vibrators. It was a whole thing. Um, but I've since then moved and changed it to my, my, my name. Now it's no longer the vibration. So um, I'm very happy that stage of my career is now past. <laughs> yeah. I mean, speaking of bad names, so my name stuck. It's nothing but tech. And if you look at the spelling of it, um, the word B-U-T-T is in it. So but... Um, <laughs> Because the worst coincides. So I've gotten that comment yeah. for the last seven years. Um, in retrospect, that was not the best name either. So um, you live and you learn. Obviously, when we created these channels, we like didn't realize that they were going to become more so like our careers and stuff. But 
we met then and um i've been creating videos ever since um and so is darsh actually um through different ventures as well um darsh works for um capital reviews right now where he's making content and then also we started this podcast so darsh and i started this podcast in march of 2020 like right before the pandemic hit so i don't know darsh you like, maybe want to tell the story of how this started yeah actually so i thought it was really funny i think i think it's very funny and like it's a very it's almost wholesome and very innocent in in its fruition because it was very much like jack and i hadn't talked like consistently for a bit like it was very much like we were both just doing our own thing but we both like kind of kept an eye on each other like I, at least for me i was checking in on jack and like seeing all the stuff she was doing and i was like yeah hello we impressed. Like every I was once like, in a while yeah exactly we were like catching up and then i remember i saw um she was in like one of casey Neistat's videos like holy she made it she's made it like she's 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 killing it right now thank you um and I saw a couple weeks later, like, uh, she tweeted out, like, Jacqueline tweeted. She was like, hey, like, uh, I was going to do a, a podcast uh, with so-and-so person. I forget who it was. Jackson. Um, yeah. It was Jackson, Jackson Hayes, right? Yep. Yeah. So she tweeted out, she's like, but unfortunately, do you like scheduling conflict and 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 so on and so forth? Like, we can't do it anymore. But she's like, I'm looking for a podcast co-host. Any, and if you guys have any suggestions, like, let me know. Immediately replied to her. I was like, yo, I'm down. And then we just started like chatting and playing. And this is like in October of 2019 too, when we started talking about it. Cause I remember um, calling you from my old apartment and I was just like, like I was calling you, I think you picked up in the car and we were on the phone. Yeah, over Google I was Hangouts. driving. I think mm -hmm. I was driving from a shoot, like driving home from a yeah. shoot. Yeah. And we we're like planning out how we want to do the podcast. We're figuring out names. We're brainstorming everything. And we're like, okay, like we have to figure out like a decent timeline. The new year starts. And we're like, yo, we're going to do this. We're going to have it drop by March. March comes around, COVID-19 pandemic. And we're like, okay, uh, this is going to be, uh, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. You know, we recorded our trailer. I was in my office um, and that was one of the last mm -hmm. times I was ever there because um, the COVID pandemic hit right after that. So wow. yeah, I, so um if you know me, like in my personal life, I have a terrible memory. It's actually one of the things that I hate most about myself. I really can't remember things well. Um, and I would love to be able to like remember events that have actually happened because I think they kind of shape you. So I actually had zero memory of how this started until Darsh reminded me a couple months back. Like Darsh, I had no recollection at all of that call in the car until you Seriously. said it. And then I could picture it. Yeah. Like I was like, I could not remember how we started working together. Um, and then once you said it, then kind of like brought back my memory. But that was really interesting because Darsh and I had obviously never started a podcast before. So we had no idea what we were doing or what we were getting into. Like there was a huge learning curve of figuring out how to get listed on the platforms, how to edit. Finding editors was actually really difficult. Yeah, that was a whole, that was a whole shebang at the very beginning, trying to find who was going to be editing the podcast in and, of its, in and of itself. Wow. I'm just not good with words today. No, you're good. Um, yeah. You know, um, if you don't have someone like that, someone else has vouched for, it's really hard to like get the quality of work that you want. So we kind of went in blind and we were using like this random site and then um, luckily we figured it out. So, but it took a while actually. And also for like the beginning, I don't even remember how many months we had no schedule. So we would just randomly mm -hmm. post a video or randomly post a podcast the second our editor was done with it. Um, yeah. And then we had a call with Liron Segev, who's a good friend of mine that I met at a conference I was speaking on in 2019. And since then, he's become like one of my closest friends in the space. And he got on a call with us and he was kind of like, what are you guys doing? Like, <laughs> you have no niche, you have no schedule, you have no set length. Like, what is happening here? Here's what you should do to improve. And ever since that call, I think we've only missed two episodes. 
it's actually absurd because like it's become like it's very much a part of my routine now like on a on a daily or like a weekly basis like it's something i'm always thinking about because it's very much like all right so like this week is done okay now let's start thinking about next week let's start thinking about when we're going to record what we're going to talk about to keep an eye out on the news for different things and we'll catch it we'll throw it in a doc and we'll talk about it and it's always a lot of fun and it's actually like it's become one of those things it's like it's very nice to be able to talk about tech and jack and i have reminisced about this a lot in the past but like being able to talk more about tech with people who are interested in tech. Cause I know for me and Jacqueline, like we've talked about it within our friend circles outside of like, like the creator space, it's very much very lacking in who's actually interested in tech and who's not. So it's very nice to be able to actually sit down and have a good chat about like everything that's going on in the space outside of just like what's going on in our lives. Just like straight up to be able to talk about tech, talk about what's new, what's going on. What are the rumors fangirl over um, the multiple and variety of rumors and leaks that we found. It's just, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, dude. Um, that is something that Darsh and I literally have um, always talked about to each other of like, we're so grateful that we have each other, not only because of the tech thing, but also because being a creator is still a very new job that there are so few people that you can ask for advice. Like it's a very, the problems that arise when you're a content creator are so specific and like weird um, mm-hmm. that you really like can't just ask like your grandma most of the time. Like you need someone that has experience in this space. Um, so we both go to each other a lot for advice. And also um, because you're also like a public figure, like you want to be careful, like what you put online, like you never want to um, kind of like air your dirty laundry in that type of way, but you also want to get advice and get input. So it's been so fun to have a partner as well. Obviously nothing but tech is just me. Um, like as the person making the executive decisions, I've been able to expand the team a little bit, which has been incredible. Um, and we could talk about that, but I think it's so fun that Darsh and I are both like co-founders, like every decision we make, we make together. And that's been one of the most rewarding parts of this whole thing for me. It's honestly, it makes it a lot easier. Cause I know for me, especially like I'm not as in the creator economy or as in the creator space as Jacqueline is. So when it comes down to just like what I'm doing, what I'm trying to figure out, like it's very, very useful to have her to go to when it comes to just my own personal channel, my own, like whatever I'm doing in this space, as well as the podcast, because also Jacqueline is very, very well connected. So she has a lot of good ideas and has a lot of good um, resources that we can kind of tap into to make sure we're going about this the right way and trying to, you know, make sure that this podcast can go to more people Like we really like being able to kind of talk to as many as we can. Like we just found out on Spotify, what was it like 52 countries? Um, yeah. that we've been 52 we've been uh, listened to yeah 52 it's absurd like i like being able to grow this and see all these people has just been insane so uh like just being able to talk to jacqueline about it and like it's also cool because we keep a sense of accountability with one another as well like if yeah. one of us is slipping one week we'll be just like okay like yo like can you post in uh can you post in the doc like your stuff for this week it's like yeah i'll go for it right now i'll go do it quick done and then we're set for the next day we're set for whenever we're recording like it's just it makes it so much easier yeah dude the fact that we have a schedule honestly has changed the game because I'm not even this consistent with my own channel, which is like my job. Um, mm-hmm. And I think a large, obviously the channel is harder. Like it takes a lot more time, but um, like editing a video versus talking. However, I think one of the main reasons is also just having a schedule, like knowing that you and I need to record every single Wednesday, get in our topics like midday, Tuesday, revise the episode with our editor Friday, post Sunday. Like that just keeps us so accountable. Like we just know what it is. And I think that that was like one of the best things that we've ever done for the podcast. No, absolutely. You created a routine that ended up working out very well for us. And then on top of that as well, like because we have to coordinate with one another, like we know like we have to be on it or else we're not going to be able to find time to record that week. So we know that we have to do it so we can get that episode out so we can make sure to get you guys these wonderful episodes where we kind of ramble about tech for a solid 45 minutes, which is actually quite fun. 
Yeah, it's it's the best. I mean, this is one of my favorite parts of the week. And also, I think Darsh and I are like pretty morally aligned on a lot of stuff, which I think is something that we didn't think about when we were starting it. But when you're starting any type of business with someone, it's really actually important to know like what your co-founder cares about, um, what their priorities are, what the core values are. And I think a lot of the time, if you're misaligned on that, then the partnership is doomed. And luckily, Darsh and mm-hmm. I have very similar values for a lot of things, um, which just ended up working out. And I think a large part is because we kind of grew up together in this space. So we've had like similar experiences of like watching what creators have done that maybe we wouldn't do and then watching creators that we aspire to be like. Um, and I think that that's also one of the reasons why we're two years in and it's still going really well. Exactly. It's been a been a pretty good time. But going into a little bit more depth into like the show, like what, what this entire focus is on, I guess, like Digital Dive Unfiltered, like Jacqueline, what's going on in your life, man? Like, tell me the, the nitty grit. Tell me everything. You don't actually have to tell me everything, but just yeah. tell me what's going on no, in your do life, it. man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So the first thing um, is that I broke my foot, which Tarsh and I talked about. It's still an issue. Of, it's getting better, but um, that has been the main thing because that obviously delays a lot of the content. So the main thing that I've been stressed out the last two weeks about is the videos like I feel like I've done a really bad job with being consistent with uploads and part of it's my broken foot but part of it is like just terrible time management I started four videos at the same time and so all of them are at like 60% edited but none of them are posted um so that's actually been like pretty stressful this week I've been pretty disappointed in myself um so that's been the main thing going on to be honest I think that's pretty fair. I remember actually Jacqueline was telling me when she broke her foot. Um, she was like, she just randomly in commerce. She's like, oh yeah, yo, I didn't tell you. Like this week I broke my foot. <laughs> it's like yeah. I was, it, you were getting up to go to go get something. I think it was. And you were running and yeah. you said that you, you broke your foot. I thought that was the, Did. I, I don't mean to be offensive, but it was very funny. I thought it was just a very funny, just random event. It was. Occurred, but I'm, gl- was I'm glad to hear that you're doing better now though. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You know, um, so I broke it. I didn't realize at the time when I broke it. And then so like 10 hours later, I woke up with like the worst pain at 2 a.m. And I don't did I, I don't know if I already told you this, Arsh, but I was like crying like alone in my room. Like I could not walk on it and I had to go to get Motrin for like a painkiller. Um, and at this mm. point, I was I obviously was not convinced that I broke it. So I was getting up at 4 a.m. to edit a video. Um, and so I was trying to sleep and my foot woke me at two and then I was crying for like an hour like just trying to like pep talk myself into getting out of bed and then I went to my doctor and they were like yeah like you should not have walked on this like what are you doing because I didn't go for like Jeez. four days oh wow so it was actually like a salt wow I, I thought it was almost immediate like you went to the doctor like after um you hurt your foot but I didn't know it was I like couldn't that. get an appointment yeah no my doctor like did not have an appointment and I didn't think it was broken because I didn't do anything like I ran like I, I couldn't imagine um, cause I've broken my foot like three times now, like throughout my life, like playing basketball and stuff. And it's hurt a lot mm-hmm. more and it was like immediate pain. So I was not convinced it was broken. I was actually kind of shocked. Um, but yeah, it's almost better. It's like 80% better now. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. How long are you in a cast or like I'm in, not. A, in a wrap? Okay. Literally nothing. I'm like kind of perplexed why they didn't give me anything, but I'm just like using it as normal and there's nothing. Oh, I guess that's interesting. Maybe it was like Why a hairline though? fracture or something. I don't know. Maybe. I, yeah. I, I mean, I'm no doctor. Um, I've said this a couple of times on the podcast. My my teachers in high school, my science teachers told me I would, wouldn't amount to anything in the science space. So I just, <laughs> I can't really help you with that. I never also never took biology. So I don't, I don't know. Really? Bones. Yeah. Ooh, that was my to. favorite subject. Like in, I, I had the, 
I had the choice between chemistry, physics, or biology, and I took took chemistry in like my in day school, and then I took uh, physics in the summer because I didn't have enough uh, space in my courses to take physics. So I took physics in the summer, and I was like, yeah, I just never ended up taking biology in my upper years of high school. So it was just very, very interesting. Yeah, that's wild. All right, what about you? What's what's been going on in your life? Obviously, I've heard a little bit about it off pod, but give us a rundown. Well, okay. So for one, like Jacqueline has mentioned, I am working with uh, Prime Capital as a host for their channel, Capital Reviews. Given we haven't posted a video in a while, um, we're trying to sort some things out, just get a better, get on a better schedule and kind of readjust things in that front. So I'm kind of trying to work behind the scenes to figure that all out. But that aside, like in my just general life, I am a student, as I've mentioned. So right now, as we're filming this, it's like final season. We're finishing up the semester. Uh, this is like my fall term. And I'm almost done. I have two more semesters left and I'm, I'm out of here, which is kind of, it's kind of scary to think about because I feel like I have to actually kind of figure out like a real job to start with because I haven't necessarily... So I haven't necessarily blown up on any specific platform and uh, the podcast isn't as as yet something that I could define as a full-time gig. So I am just in a state of, uh, it's not an existential crisis, but it's an existential crisis. I need to find a purpose. I feel like that's the best way yeah. to describe it. So um, yeah, like that's pretty much what's going on in my life. Like I've, I have my dog living with me right now. I ha- I've had him up for the past two weeks. And actually, Jack, and I wanted to tell you about this because um, yeah. it was the funniest thing that happened. So my dog is like the biggest little sissy. Like he's, he's actually just a wimp. Um, he gets scared <laughs> about anything and everything, like any sound. So this morning I was like, it's my, his last day here. I'm going to take him home tomorrow. Um, I was like, I'm going to get him a puppuccino. Like I, I want to treat him a little bit. Let's get him a puppuccino. Go to Starbucks and a puppuccino on the way back. You've never heard of a puppuccino? No. Oh my goodness. Okay, so you go to Starbucks, you ask for puppuccino. It's pretty much like a very small cup that's filled to the top of whipped cream and dogs, because it's like whipped cream, dogs can eat it. They can have that? Yeah. It's called a puppuccino. Oh my God. I've never heard of that. Yeah, so I went and got a coffee and I asked for puppuccino and they gave me a puppuccino and I had it for the the pup. And so. And so I take him and we're on the way back. And I was like, you know what? Like my car's kind of dirty. I need to get a car wash. I go get a car wash, go fill up some gas. And we're in the car wash and the dog, like my, my dog's sitting on the passenger seat. Given, I don't know necessarily how like okay that is that like dog sitting on the passenger seat. I feel like they should be sitting in the back for safety purposes yeah. because of like airbags and stuff. But it was like a small trip. So I didn't really think too much of it. So he's sitting in um, the front. This guy jumps when we're inside the, uh, inside of the car wash, like the, Water starts spraying and high pressure all across the car. He's freaking out, jumps on the floor, walks from his section of the car to my section of the car, and he's hidden behind my leg, the main leg I'm using to oh, no. work the pedals. And I'm like sitting there, I'm like, okay, like it's in park. Maybe I can move. He wouldn't get up. He wouldn't move. He wouldn't just shift. So I had to wait till it was done. I had to slowly creep out of the, uh, out of like the car wash, park the car, open my door, and get the dog out and put him in the back. And I was like, this was. That was stressful. <laughs> that was but terrible. It was, the, it was funny. It was so funny in the moment, though, because he's just sitting behind my leg, and I just thought it was the funniest thing ever to happen. So, yeah, dude, why? Uh, like, what was the psychology behind him doing that? Well, he was scared, so he wanted to. He wanted to feel safe. So, yeah, dogs oh like God. feeling safe by being like either, um, like kind of held with someone like someone holding them or like they like to be close to like if it was like their mom like they want to be close to their mother like that kind of vibe like they want to be close to someone who can give them that sense of security and so like with because he's living with me he's the, the person he goes to for security is me so he just crawled up and crawled behind oh my, my legs God. dude i would have loved to perched see up that there. it was so cute oh i wanted God. i wanted to take a picture but i didn't know how to react i was like trying to figure out how like, <laughs> what kind of course of action i should take to make sure that him and i both get home safe yeah oh my god that's wild yeah I'm like at a loss for words. I would have loved to have seen that. 
And I'm also, oh, yeah. were there any bystanders? Did anyone see it? No, well, no, we're in the car wash. It was like, like an enclosed like garage almost with like a couple windows, but like he was just at my feet so no one could see. Plus, I also drive a minivan, which I just find is really funny, but I had to just make that statement because it's a minivan. I've named her Pooja. Um, in Hindi, that means prayer, except to pray that she'll turn on. Um, oh my God. Old, yeah, old and you minivan. just got your license. So now you can actually like fully drive it. Well, I, actually, in Canada, the so the way can, Canadian li- Canadian licenses are actually kind of weird. Um, so it's like you get your G one, which is your like learner's permit. You can drive with someone else in the car. Then you get a G two, and your G two is actually still a, technically a learner's permit, but you don't need anyone in the car, and you can drive anywhere and everywhere, like no restrictions, pretty much. Yeah, in the U.S., it's a little different. It's like you get your um, permit, which is like you can only drive with your parent, and then you get your um, like you take a license test and then you just get your full license, I think. If, if you take driver's ed. If you don't take driver's ed, then I think that you, there's like a waiting period. Um, and every state by state, it varies like when, what age you have to be to get it. But I think most of them are like 15 to 16. Yeah, see, that's where it's interesting because for us, it's like you get your G1. That's just a written test and just make sure you know the laws of the road. You get your permit. You drive. You have to drive for either a year or eight months if you do drive, driver's ed. Then you get your G2 license, which... Uh, you're, you get your G2 license, which is pretty much set so that you can, it, so you can pretty much drive everywhere, but they don't test you on highway driving. And then your final full license, they'd give you the full G2 test again, but with highway driving, but you can drive highway with the G2, which it just doesn't make full sense. Um, yeah, but yeah, I just got my full license. Mm-hmm. So I feel like an adult now. Yeah. I mean, you're, so you're 21, right? Yep. Yeah. So that's, I guess that's kind of late. Um, oh yeah, no, no. I, I was waiting for a very long time to get my license. Like I was just like, sleeping on it. And then when COVID hit, I was like, shoot, like this is going to be an issue. And after like the pandemic and the restrictions kind of started lifting and they started opening up the drive test centers, there has been a backlog. Like right now, if you try booking a test, you won't get one until like probably April of next year. Oh my God. Yeah. Everything got um, like delayed like that. Like in the um, US, um, standardized testing is a pretty big thing. Yeah, uh, for colleges. And I think that that got canceled for like months. So then a lot of colleges had to not require it. And now I think that there's like a huge backlog of people that have to take it. Um, and they obviously can only allow like a certain amount of people in every room because of COVID, but also because of the testing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. everything like things like that, I feel like just got completely screwed up by the pandemic. Oh, absolutely. But um, with a nice little, nice little bow on it, that's kind of what's going on in my life. I'm just trying to finish up school and like Figure yeah, out how are you planning like, to figure out your purpose? Like, are you doing any like mental exercises or anything? No, n- not really. I'm kind of just like trying to find jobs that I feel like I would excel in or like do well. in. it's, I'm looking more for something in a creative like space, like whether it be like full, I was actually debating like full out journalism, like trying to like, apply to work at like CNBC or some company like that, where I could like work in tech and like do reviewing like, like professionally through like an actual like platform and through an actual company like the verge or something like that even like maybe that could be an opportunity so i'm like trying to venture into like something within either tech or within like media creation whether that be film or um something or the other in that space so i'm just trying to figure out like what i like because i've always liked the saying it's like love what you do and you never work a day in your life and i don't like work so i i want to find something i love so it never feels like work yeah i think a lot about like purpose and i think sometimes like thinking about purpose too much personally like overwhelms me and then I have like an existential crisis um yep so I just try to think like what in the moment is going to make me happy and then also like what really helps me is like thinking about what's gonna what would my life look like five years from now if I stayed on that path because I think sometimes Mm -hmm. in the moment what makes you happy is actually pretty bad like for example maybe not going to the gym makes you happy because it's easier to be lazy but that's like a terrible choice um 
so I, I try to balance those two things because I think even like for me, obviously, MBT is going well, but it's not like it's like a channel with like a million subscribers. So I really have to grow it if I want to make it like a full time thing and have like a cute like a company and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And so that helps me a lot. And I think um, no, absolutely. There, there are certain people that just have like their purpose, and it's like this is what they're going to do. Like people in history, um, obviously, like figures that have created huge social change. Um, but I think most people do not have a purpose like that. And that thinking about it too much can be very detrimental and like very overwhelming. Oh, absolutely. Like it's, it, that is the cause of an existential crisis. And that's why, um, when individuals have midlife crises, they end up going to buy a Ferrari and it's just (laughs) kind of trying to find a way to, it's just honestly like life is such an interesting thing. I can get very philosophical here, but I won't because I'm not really well versed in philosophy. And I feel like I kind of sound like an idiot sometimes when I talk like that. (laughs) Um, regardless, uh, just in general, like when you think about your life, like I just kind of try to focus on like figuring out where I like, it's kind of like what you just said. Like I need to focus on where I want to be. Cause if you look at your life in a linear, like your life is, it's not linear. It's going to be going in every single which way. Right. But Mm -hmm. if you have a goal where you can set, where you want it to be linear, where you want to hit and strive to reach that goal, then you're good. And then like, it just, but it's also interesting. Cause it's like, you also think about it. Like, at least I think about life kind of like this. Um, like, how do I phrase this? So my brother sat me down and I was like, I was just in like in a bad, I was just in a bad headspace. He sat me down and he looked at me. He's like, look, man, this is how life goes. You worry about the future. That's where your anxiety comes back, comes from. You worry about the past is where your depression comes from, but you live in the present. There's nothing that you had to worry about. So live in the present, but set goals for the future. That look to the so future, but don't dwell on it. And I really, really like it. And like, it's the kind of like the mentality I tried living by for the past couple of months, like since we've had that conversation and it's just like, it's just changed the way I kind of look at everything. That's so interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's really smart. I, I also have a really big issue with things not going to plan and having a lot of trouble dealing with that. Um, And obviously the pandemic is something that really didn't go to plan. So I had so many plans pre pandemic of like where I was going to travel to, I was going to move like all these things and then nothing happened. Um, and I had a lot of, I mean, I honestly still do like letting that go and being like, I can be happy without all that. Like, I think saying that to me, like, it's really tough because I, I still want to do those things. Um, and that's been the main thing that I've been like struggling with and thinking about a lot. Um, and what you're saying resonates a lot because there are ways to be happy in the present moment too. And often the things that make us happy are like the small things. Like, I don't know about you, man, but when I think about like the happiest moments in my life, most of them are like really insignificant, like small, like everyday things versus like a grandiose trip or something. No, absolutely. Like it's, it's appreciating those little things. Like I think that's the biggest part of it. It's when you look at like the grand scheme of your life, right? Like you're not going to be focused on, oh, like you'll probably be thinking like, oh yeah, like that vacation was cool. Like this was fun. This was this, whatever, whatever. Da, 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 da. But when it comes to like, looking back at the things that genuinely kind of just brought you a sense of like fulfillment or feeling of perfect, like, just those small little victories, those small little things that helped you get to where you are, like hitting a hundred subscribers on YouTube. Like I will always remember when I hit that because it was one of like the coolest things for me. I was like, wow, a hundred people signed up to watch my videos. Like that's, that's incredible. Then I hit a thousand. I was like, wow, a thousand people. Like it's, it's just small little victories that, that work your way to like this like finite goal or this, this, this end goal that you have for yourself that just, I don't know, provides a lot more happiness. And I feel like, it's good. It's a really good feeling. Yeah. And I think also, um, like the, the things that we often expect to make us happy are pretty like short. Like we expect like status or money or things to make us happy. And it's part of it. But I like, I think we all know this, but relationships are what make life amazing. 
Um, and I think there's a lot of pressure on your 20s. Like, Darsh and I are in this really unique spot hosting this podcast, obviously, where we're both in our 20s. And they often call the 20s, like, the defining decade. We're Yo, supposed to mess up. That scares, it scares the living poop out of me. Like, straight up. Like, okay, like, like people are like, yo, like, like live your 20s, but like also like grind in your 20s, but also like figure out your life in your 20s, but you also like get like married in your 20s. You're like, there's yeah. just so much going on in this decade. And you're like, okay, like, uh, I'm gonna try to figure it out, but no promises. Like, yeah, that's kind like, of how I've, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. They're like, live your best life, date a ton of people. Um, but at the same time, like don't date too many people, but also, um, like don't let dating, like get you away from your work life, but also go out with your friends and have fun, but also like be there for your family, but also like have like a million side hustles, right? There's so much like expectations put on your twenties and people say like, this is like your last chance to like be carefree and like F that, like that, that rhetoric is so stressful because then it makes it so you can't be carefree because you're constantly thinking about counting down how long you have left in that space. And I think that, um, it's like the present, just coming back to living in the present is so important. I mean, Darsh and I talk about a lot, like 10% of our lives now have been in the pandemic. Um, and so many things have changed because of the pandemic, but there's still a lot of happiness to be found, even though this is a really tumultuous time. Oh, absolutely. It, it's crazy to think though, that our, that 10% of our lives have been spent in the pandemic. Like it's, it's a little scary to think, but you know what? Like there's, there's tons of years up ahead that we're going to have to enjoy. And the pandemic is going to be one of the least of our worries. It's more so going to be about the, sh- the shrinking and, uh, you know, the, the submersion of like Florida and New York and uh, the San Andreas Fault and yeah, tons of other issues that we can worry about. Yeah, future. like climate change. Yeah, exactly. There's of... so many other things we can worry about and all in our 20s, nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they say that our generation is like, they did a poll and it was like, our generation has like the least hope about the future because from a very young age, like we've heard about all the things that are going to go wrong in our lifetimes. Um, and so I just try not to think about it. Like when I get in a really bad headspace of like, being anxious about that i just think like there are much smarter people that are working on this than i am and like they'll figure it out or something will happen that's how you have to look at it because if you spend your it's like you spend every single day or do you watch rick and morty i don't but i like i've heard you talk about it and you definitely make it sound very enticing okay well there was a rick and morty episode and it was like rick and morty's a little little bit outlandish but there was this one episode where it's like these, these things called like future crystals um, or like something like that, some kind of crystal and you put it up to your head and it'll show you how you die. Um, and oh so, Mo- so like this kid, Morty, he has this huge crush on this girl at school and he's like putting it to his head just so that he can make sure that he ends up like marrying this girl, like this girl being there on his death, like at his deathbed. And so he's like holding this crystal to see his future, putting it up to his head and trying to see it. And he spends his entire, like the entire episode, just him trying to figure out how to make this happen. And it's like, if you keep focusing on the future and you keep worrying about it all the time, like you'll end up like putting yourself in this position where you're just not living anymore. Like you have to live your life as best as you can. Of course we have to worry and we have to keep it in the, like keep it in the forefront of our minds. Like there are a lot of other considerations we have to have with the actions that we make, like, like switching to a metal straw reusable versus plastic help the ocean or, you know, donate to team C's take plastic out of the ocean, stuff like that. Things that we can kind of in like rationalize in our mind as like ways to, help the earth but having to actually like put all of our time energy and mental capacity on just trying to figure out how to fix where we're at we have to focus on living our lives and leaving the trusted scientists with those decisions yeah i totally agree with you um and i think like yeah there's a way to be socially conscious and trying to do the right thing without letting it like overtake your life but also knowing that if we don't make those changes and it will overtake our life in the future i just i yeah i think it's a tough balance um 
And obviously, it's, it's something that we're going to have to keep navigating. But I think, yeah, not like getting so absorbed in it. Like, if you can't actually change the circumstance, then ruminating on it for an extended period of time is not really that helpful. Exactly. There's a quote that I think exactly. about a lot where it's like, pain is inevitable, but suffering's a choice. Where it's kind of like, like if, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen, but you suffer so much more if you think about like, all the different ways it can happen and you like have a lot of anxiety before it's actually happened. Yeah. No, we've gotten kind of deep. <laughs> we've gotten kind of deep on this episode. Um, this is this is not how all the episodes are going to be, but you can expect us to kind of get a little bit more deep and talk about things that we would talk about in a normal conversation. Um, no, exactly. Like, yo, taking we went from like what the premise of this entire thing was to uh, climate change and worrying about the future and like our our goals and like not even our goals in life, but just like our lives as as twenty year olds trying to figure out what's going on. Like, like yo, have you ever actually taken this in? Like, people like yo, like. Have you ever thought about us? You're officially in your 20s. Like, you're in it. <laughs> it's kind it's of... It's crazy um, to think. Yeah. It's it kind of... um. It's crazy because so I was obviously 18 when the pandemic started. Um, so like the end of my teenage years was just weird. Um, and then the 20, your 20s like happen and you don't really feel that different. But you like you are. Like you're kind of an adult at that point. Um, and I, I honestly kind of feel like I felt like an adult for like even ever since I was like 15 because of my job and like being constantly at like mm-hmm. events and parties and stuff. Um, but I feel like, yeah, if you let it get to you, there's so much societal pressure about like what each chapter of your life should look like. Um, but it's also a really exciting time. Like, I think that there are a lot of, a lot of like really fun things to look forward to for this decade Mm -hmm. as well. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, yo, Jack, and one of the things I am most excited for is when you turn 21, I can come to the States, visit you and we can go get a beer. Oh my God. Yeah. that. Like that's like that just sounds like the coolest thing to me because it's like we've known each other since we were kids, and to the point where like we can literally hang out when we're both legal and go to a bar, grab a drink together, and just chat. Like I like that that idea just astounds me. It just it sounds so cool to think about. Like it just shows yeah. so much growth in that sense. It just it's crazy. And That'll be awesome. You know what? Like yo, like your twenties are what you make it. It's honestly like like forget what everyone else has to say about it. It's literally just do what you find is the best for you. Every, no one's going to have the same path to get anywhere. You have to take the path that you find is best for you. And if that just comes off as being selfish, then so be it. Just be you and do you. And that's the, I guess that's the end all be all for me. That's, that's the goals. Yeah. It's like, you can, you can only make yourself happy and you also can't make anyone else happy. Like everyone has to make themselves Mm -hmm. happy. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I listen to outside of tech. I listen to a lot of like um, therapy podcasts. Actually, um, there's this one podcast, really? yeah, where you get to listen to like a live session of someone, and I learn so much from it. Now, obviously, the issues that they're talking about are like horrible, and I feel really bad for the people, but I still learn a lot. Like at a smaller scale, like if someone's feeling overwhelmed about something that's like just atrocious going on in their life, I can still kind of relate to it on a smaller scale, and I actually find them really helpful. Um, so yeah, if you went through my um, podcast app, it would be like Waveform. Um, the verge cast and then maybe you should talk to someone a podcast about therapy like you know it it definitely (laughs) runs a gamut damn no that's actually crazy like actually like outside of our podcast there aren't many others that i listen to and and it's not even like i'm a very visual person i'm not a very auditory person and i'm also a narcissistic person so i don't mind listening to myself (laughs) i don't want to listen to other people so as a result i end up just end up watching like more youtube videos or more just like tiktoks um for like mindfulness and it's really weird when tiktok for you pages become absurdly weird because like similar you're saying like your a lot of your uh podcasts that you listen to on your on your phone or like wherever you're listening to it from is it's mostly like 
like self-help, like working on yourself, like those, those like, the, like that yeah. kind of vibe, right? Like that's kind of, kind of what my TikTok for you pages is like, it's all about like the grind. And for the people who don't know, I'm very big into like health and fitness. Like I've been trying to get uh, as into the gym as I can. Like I really enjoy it. It's one of the ways that I kind of let off steam. And it's one of those hobbies that just has stuck around for a very long time. So in that like respect, it's just hilarious because I'll just find all these ones about being on the grind, like being like your best self. Like, um, but then there's also other ones that are like dark humor jokes. It's like, um, it's like, you're a man, you don't feel pain. It's like, what do we have to say to that? And it's like, it's like, uh, I don't feel pain. I just have big muscles, da, 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 like stuff like that. It's like really, really dumb jokes. Um, like that's where I've kind of, I, I kind of, I like that kind of content. I feel like it's, it's inspiring, it's uplifting, and it's something that can kind of help you out when you get to a kind of a low spot. And I, I genuinely really appreciate content and people who make content like that. Yeah. Um, I think that I, so I personally actually listen to a lot of podcasts, um, when I'm like cooking or, um, doing like a task where I want to be entertained. Um, but I don't want to just listen to music, but I also listen to a lot of music because my Spotify wrapped said that I listened to like 50,000 minutes. Um, that's a lot, which is a lot, lot, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I listen like anytime I drive anywhere or like I'm editing. I've, I honestly, I don't know how I did it, but I kind of have mastered the skill of editing while listening to music. So for like 80% of the edit, I can listen to music now. That's actually absurd. I cannot do that. I get so distracted. Like I just be like bumping into the music and then I'd be like, Oh wait, I just put a really weird effect in over there. (laughs) Like, like it's just like, I just get lost. Yeah, if I'm trying to like time into music, then I can't. But I feel like for like when I'm trying to like figure out like story or pacing or color grading, I can kind of do it. I listen to it like maybe 20% volume. But there are so many times in an edit where you pause or do something um, where you're not actually listening. And then you would just be sitting in silence, like if you're color grading or something. So I find that it's like a nice ambience to have in the room. That's fair. That's actually, I actually, I'm, I'm very similar. I don't like dead air. Like that's what I call it. Like, I don't like when there's like no one talking or there's no music or there's nothing going on. Like if it's just straight silence, it's a little scary sometimes. Yeah, I try to, I try to like do that um, in the morning. I try not to listen to anything right away because I try to like leave like my stimulation level really low so I can focus on whatever boring task I have to get done in the morning. Um, Mm -hmm. And then like, yeah, then throughout the day I'll I'll add like music in. If I'm working out, obviously music like changes the game. Um, But yeah, I, I, um, I actually love editing. I feel like editing is like something that we should definitely talk about in the next episode or in a future episode, kind of like our processes for editing because I think, or our process for editing because I think it's like the most fun part, um, at least for me personally. No, I'm you actually like the, like the best the though, right? Like I like being on camera and I like, because I like talking. I'm a very talkative person. And I remember I was telling one of my roommates like last year, I was like, oh, like sometimes I feel like there's, I have no one to talk to. And he's like, he's like, yo, like you talk all the time. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> uh, I was like, I was like, I don't know. Like sometimes I just can't talk about certain things. He's like, he's like, but you talk about everything else. Like, just talk it's fine like it's just like so i like talking so being on camera naturally works very well but the process of going behind and making a video like that dopamine hit at the end is just it's unparalleled to anything else i've experienced like that feeling of just accomplishment like i made this like i thought about this i planned it i performed in it and then i finished it like i made this like that just that feeling of full start to finish like productivity production like it just it hits in such a different way than just hosting will ever yeah, I agree. I feel like um, when you know that you personally were the one that did every single part of it, there's something so fulfilling about fulfilling about that. There's also something so fulfilling about working with a team and like having everyone contribute and like you still being the creative director and the vision, but like having other people have some autonomy in the space. It's really cool to see that come to life, but creating it yourself is just always a different feeling because it's like there was just an idea in your brain and now it's like a reality in the world. No, exactly, exactly.
Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that was, I think that's probably a good place for us with this episode because I think, um, we're trying to leave these a little unedited. So it's probably going to be a similar length to what we're recording. So, um, that's it. I want to just say that this is kind of the vibe of the episodes, but obviously they could change in the future. So I think, and obviously confirm this before you sign up that you can cancel your subscription at any point. Um, so if you like what we're doing now and then you hate what we're doing in the future, just like peace out, but really, really appreciate you being here. I think Digital Dive Unfiltered is going to be such a fun project for Darsh and I to embark on. It also really supports the podcast and helps us continue to do it, which is cool. Um, and obviously like cultivate this connection with you guys. So that's the plan for it. Um, we're open to all feedback. So let us know if you hate this. Like if you think this is a bad move for us and you don't want us to do it, let us know that too. Cause we're kind of trying to gauge how many people would actually be interested in something like this. No, exactly. So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, if you guys want to check out our normal episodes, 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Central, every every Monday, we drop a new episode of The Digital Dive. But The Digital Dive Unfiltered, as of right now, is looking like it'll be a once a month episode. Um, just a nice chat that we can have with you guys. So if you guys are interested, make sure to hit that subscribe button for it. We'd love to have you here every week. This is the end of the first episode and the only free episode from my understanding. So this is a little yeah. bit of a teaser, a sneak peek, what you guys can be expecting uh, for as long as this project runs. And I guess we should also say um, that there will be no episode the week of, Darcy, do you remember the week? So the first week of January uh, this okay. year. So this is coming out on the 27th. So uh, if you are listening to this on the 27th, then this next coming Monday, there will not be an episode. This is going to be a week off and we'll be back again with episodes the week after that. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Catch you in the next one. Peace. Bye.